right, welcome to Wednesday, May 27th, 2020. Folks, um, we got an update for our expectations on teaching today. I haven't read it yet, but uh, but I'm not looking forward to reading it. And can I just say the number of emails that I've been receiving lately is insane. I think, uh, yeah, Matthew Morris on Twitter posted, like, he's one email away from snapping and just calling this year quits, which, I mean, I get it, because this is, this is getting to be too much. In any case... Um, today I've been thinking about grouping students together or student placements type thing. Uh, the reason I started thinking about this is because we had a conversation about students place, student placements for next year. And um, about halfway through the conversation, I asked, uh, are we assuming that we're going to be in class come September? I mean, I was planning on asking at the beginning, but uh, I ended up asking it halfway through. And it was, I think it's an interesting question to ask, actually, is because how does that change the decisions or the, the contributions I made to that conversation? And it's important, I think, that we think about this because we have control over students' learning environment. And that, that's a big responsibility. We are deciding how people uh, or who people are going to be able to interact with uh, on for the most of their day. You know, what is their cohort and what is the makeup of that? And you know, there's so many things to consider about who's going to support them, who's going to hinder them, who are they going to support, who are they going to hinder. And so it all kind of rolls in together. And I, I don't think, I know for me, I don't, uh, I don't often think about, about that aspect of it. I just think everybody's should be happy and jolly together, you know. Um, but going into these conversations, uh, I always try to be honest, right? Or not try to be, I always am honest, right? And I ask as many questions as I can to get other people's opinions. So what are some social uh, considerations to make, what are some emotional considerations to make, what are the academic implications of all of that. Um, yeah, and I, I think it's important to, to, to see the student in a well-rounded way when we're, when, we're make, when we're having these conversations, right? Like, how are they going to work together? This is only really my second time doing this, um, yeah, uh, which was interesting because I knew more of the students and I was able to sort of say, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I know who we're talking about. And, you know, I was able to sort of see them, picture them interacting or remember them playing together at recess or how, you know, they used to run up to me and ask if they could show me their latest dance or something like that. And so that, that was able, I was able to contribute more confidently to those conversations. Um, but but I, the, I guess before that, I was involved in... Um, uh, conversations with high school, high schools in terms of transition meetings and, and how the grade eights that I was teaching, how, how were they, how, what information did the high schools need in order to, to help those students be successful? Those conversations were a little bit more involved because it, it was a lot of information going back and forth. And it was, it was, I found it really hard to describe each student fully. And how, and what I mean by that is I was, it was hard for me to describe a well-rounded picture of each student because students are so different, right? And they have so many different elements. Um, yeah, and it was also hard to judge what the high schools were looking for. Like, do you care about what their favorite color is? Or do you, do you care that, you know, they show up five minutes late? I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, but it was it was interesting to go through this process and, and sort of be in the know and have having that experience at the same school. Uh, this is also the first time we did it digitally, which was interesting because, um, yeah, we it's usually done on paper, which which is, I don't know. I don't know what's better. I, I think, is it better to be locked in a room together with a whole bunch of stick post-it notes and a chart paper? Is it, or is this nicer when everybody's sort of working on the same sp spreadsheet? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I had a hand in contributing to those spreadsheets though, because I, I added some nice drop-down menus and some code to auto-populate sheets and stuff. So I pat myself on the back a little bit there. 
anyway, these are always interesting conversations to be a part of. And this year, more than any other, I felt good about my contributions. Um, you know, last year, I definitely questioned myself a lot more. Uh, but this year, I was I felt more confident sitting at that table. Um, I want all of my students to succeed and I want students generally to succeed. And so this is important for me to to be comfortable with the decisions that I'm making, knowing that I, I've done my best, right? But knowing that there's always that element of chance, uh, we, we just don't know, right? So students change, students grow, uh, relationships change, relationships grow, uh, family dynamics change. There are all sorts of factors that contribute to how a student learns. And, you know, we just don't know what next year or what that class, that cohort is going to look like when it actually comes together. You know, and really nothing is finalized for next year. This was just a conversation and, you know, hopefully, hopefully it'll lead into something meaningful soon. Right. What I really learned from this experience is that when I learned, I keep learning this is that everybody has a slightly different opinion of everybody else. And, you know, for in these types of conversations, it's always good for me to trust those who are more experienced than me because they've gone through this and, and I try to understand their rationale so that when I'm thinking about the decisions I'm making, I can I can think that way too. Of course, uh, I want to think my way, and that's why they've asked me to sit at that table. But uh, I think it's always important to use these opportunities to learn. Um, there's also the fact that you know some I missed a few few key things that were pointed out to me, which was really nice. They were pointed out to me nicely, which I really appreciated. But you know, um, yeah, it's 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 interesting to see or to hear what other people think about other people. Right. And not in a in a pejorative way, but sort of in a how can we best support this person? And that's always an interesting. Um, but here's the rub, right? Like we, we do this all the time when we're grouping students together where we're doing it on a smaller scale, of course, and we, we call it strategic grouping. But this is what we're doing. And we're doing this individually. We, we're not asking generally asking other teachers or other people to contribute to that conversation so so there's a, the the element of chance is that much greater in there and we and we i we are likely to forget more things um and we're trying to figure out how students are going to interact and what opportunities we're going to have to observe their behavior in various situations and and how we're trying to change um their perspective through that grouping or how we're going to change their support systems through that grouping and that's a very tricky thing to do but the nice thing about doing it in class is that you have the opportunity to change it, right? It's a lot easier to just say, well, you're not really working out here, so let's let's see if you work out better here. Or, you know, I think you three would work really well together, so why don't we try that? And for me, I really like to give students the opportunity to, to sort of group themselves together and come up to me and then justify it. Like, why why do you think working with so-and-so is going to be is going to be the best best uh, working environment for you. And if they can't give me a good answer, then then they don't get to do it. And they get to go back and consider it or or I I will make the decision, um, you know, but that doesn't really happen when we're talking about class placements and things like that. So it's just an interesting sort of scaled up version of what we're doing in class all the time. Yeah. I think for you, this is an important thing to think about because it's it's one more aspect or one more way that you're contributing to student success. And this is important to remember that, you know, they're, they're leaving you. They're leaving you, but you're also contributing to that. So you're a part of how their next year goes. And that I think it's, it's easy to forget that, right? It's easy to sort of be dismissive of that. And I, I honestly think that 
you have to be truthful when you go when you're thinking about this it's it's not about protecting your interest it's not about pleasing anyone it's about you being comfortable with your decision and knowing that you've done the best that you can to support that student right and you have to accept the risk right you have to accept the risk that's inherent in this process that students are growing and changing and that the, the dynamics are always changing and that you can't predict everything that there will be opportunities for oversight and things like that but you have to you have if you're truthful then that risk is much easier to swallow right I think that's it for me today. And before I get to today's question, I'm going to ask for contributors as always and some feedback. If you'd like to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that really helped me out. Yeah. Um, today's question is, I have a fancy for fountain pens. I really like fountain pens. And, and I, I'm thinking, you know, now that we're submitting all of our work online, how is this changing the thinking time that's available to students? How this relates to fountain pens is, you know, I, when I'm writing with a fountain pen, I, I think differently. And so now that students are sitting in front of a computer or drafting everything up on the computer, how is that changing their way of thinking? Right on. If you'd like to connect with me, I'd love to hear from you. The links are all in the description below. Uh, thanks so much for listening today, folks, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.